BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Before it was supposed to the boat. Nothing but the repeat with Wentz back on the throne. All we do is set trends, so you know what we own. Yep, I'm back with the remix. It's fourth and John. All birds, all Philly, midnight green. Things changing for the better since we got that ring. Put the league on notice. We're not done. 2019, we adding another one. Yeah, you heard me right on every Tuesday night. Eight to ten birds of a feather got that flight. Nothing but the hot takes. Back with the big facts for the fans. By the fans, exactly where we at. Pull up to the tailgate, stop by F1. Baptized by the Pope, been bass for everyone. Flying in from the West Coast, even overseas. Get blessed by Ginger Jesus. We disciples of the tree. Wait, CHMP. S, don't stress, we on the same conquest. Dominate the division, destroy the NFC, conquer the AFC. Grab that Vince Lombardi. Wits to AJ, climb it up the gut. Be grand with the strip sack. This sound familiar, huh? Like a on the slot, Sproles with the return, Mills with the pick six, okay, wait, it gets worse, Jay train on the run, J.E. hitting from 60, Fletcher seeing that D-line, that's what you don't want to see, Irks catching tubs, foes on another level, the Super Bowl ain't the only time you see that Philly special, we live from Broad Street, brotherly loves the heartbeat, hungry dogs run faster, and we don't eat cheap, no one likes us, and we don't care, cause we from Philly, and we ain't never scared, look up, but I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? What's up? Boys and girls, training camp is over. It is done. Went by fast, didn't it? And as of this Thursday, we are three weeks away from shit getting real. And the NFL season opening up at Lincoln Financial Field. Now, was it too long ago when all those players rolled into the NovaCare complex for the first time at training camp and they were all given a shirt? And on the shirt it said, embrace the target. And while I appreciate the message, because that is the goal, the target, and you should embrace it. Basically, winning another Super Bowl, defending the crown, nothing above the repeat. 
winning another one, and hopefully getting this Philadelphia Eagles team to that D word, that dynasty. But while I appreciate the message, embrace the target, it's in the wrong spot. Because the target is not in the front of you. It's on your back. And that's what happens when you're world champs. Everyone's gunning for you. In my show prep today, as I was coming down here to to, uh, Wildfire Studios, I went through the schedule. And I started penciling in those W's and those L's. Because that's what we're going to do after the fourth preseason game. We're all going to do what we did last year. Put down our predictions, put them in an envelope, seal them up, go back and revisit them at the end of the season. But I started penciling into those W's and those L's. The only problem was, there's no L's. I'm penciling in W, 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 W. And I got to the realization that as defending Super Bowl champions, a position that we've never been in before, winning is now an expectation. You expect to win every game. Last year, that wasn't the expectation. We rolled into Kansas City and and knew that was going to be a tough game. We might not come out of there with a W. We went into Seattle last year. Maybe we're we're not going to win this one. Ooh, this is a tough game. This is a playoff caliber team. We went to Los Angeles last year and didn't know whether we were rolling out with a dub or an L. This year, I look up and down the schedule, and I see Ws across the board. So now, all of a sudden... We're in a unique situation where we are embracing the target that is the Super Bowl, but the target is on our back. So let's not forget, training camp might be over, but the journey is just beginning. And it's a different journey because now winning is the expectation. Embrace the target. And my fuse is lit, baby. I love it. (laughs) Mr. Gail Saunders, Eagle Sessions on Twitter. How are you doing today, sir? Uh, I'm embracing the greatness and the, uh, you know, the other thing to to talk about is the culture, the culture that has been cultivated in this locker room. That's that's one of the the common denominators with all these wins, the the winning culture that they, uh, you know, had throughout last season has carried over into this season. A lot of these guys know what it takes to win. Well, last last year you might have added some guys that had Super Bowl experience. Now, you know, uh, like three quarters of the team has Super Bowl experience. They know what it takes to get there. Uh, but I think you know, just seeing some of the younger guys this week uh, kind of lit my fuse. Uh, yes, sir. You know, seeing guys like Dallas Scottert out there uh, dominating, dominating like I knew he would. Uh, that, that makes me feel good. I feel like you know, there's some little pieces on the back end. Uh, but other than that, um, I feel good, man. I feel good. I, I'm, I'm feeling comfortable in what I'm seeing. And the good news is Dallas Goddard's arm, still attached. Still there. It's okay. <laughs> it regenerated. No, the, 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 Hallelujah! <laughs> the rumors that somehow spread like wildfire to the point where I'm scrolling up, burning a hole through my, my phone, yeah, just refreshing the timeline, like what's up with Dallas Goddard? I had I, I took a photo of that when he was walking out. did. And I was looking at, through the timeline, just the other people's, like, timelines and some guy took the same photo and kept asking like every single person about his arm and i'm like he looks fine he's he's fine he's all right it just he looked uncomfortable i didn't go out and say it looked broken or it was falling off look at this dude speaking of injuries and 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 speaking of the locker room culture and what it takes to win and and the new norm and everything one of the things that it was a great experience during that super bowl run was the next man up mentality in other words, when one guy goes down, you got to have another guy to fill that role and do it well and perform on the field to the point where the rest of your teammates trust you to get the job done. And today it was asked to Doug Peterson 
whether one Alshon Jeffrey coming off of rotator cuff surgery might be placed on the PUP list. Alshon may start the season on the PUP list. Can you comment on the validity of that? You know what? We didn't. Um, I, I, I'm not going to comment on it because you know we're we're still we're, obviously we're just uh, um, we're monitoring his progress. Um, you know, it's day to day. We're happy where he's at, and uh, we'll, we'll continue to do that. But I'm not sure where that came from. Yeah, not sure where it came from. I think it came from the same guy who said that Carson Wentz was going to open up the C- uh, open up training camp on the PUP list. So you can never take these things. You got to take these reports with it with a grain of salt. It's coming from Rap Sheet. It's coming from Rap Sheet. Ian Rappaport. He's he's been missing lately. I think his uh, didn't his, he miss on the Carson Wentz thing? He, he's been missing. So don't take his word. Um, it's not like we're talking about Shefty said it. Right. It's not Shefty like it's not it. like Shefty said it. You know. Not only that, I think that Alshon Jeffrey being placed on the PUP is worst case scenario. I don't even think it's going to happen. In other words, he has to be out the first six games of that's the season. Six games. That's that's huge. It's that's over happening. a third of the season that it's he would happening. have to be out after having rotator cuff surgery. Now, let's say he's not ready week one. Let's say he's three weeks away from being eligible to go on the field and actually contribute and do a good job and perform like he should, like he did last year, but which, by the way, still injured, all right? You're not putting him on the PUP because let's say it's three weeks. I'd rather have three weeks Alshon Jeffrey not on any designation sitting in street clothes on the sidelines and then have him ready for week four than I would put him on the PUP. If he ends up on the PUP, the injury and the rehab moving forward is a lot worse than you thought because they're willing to just write off over a third of the season that Alshon isn't going to be available. I don't think it's going to be like that. Anybody who's had rotator cuff surgery knows it takes about a full year after surgery to get full mobility and full strength back, back on that shoulder. Now, that's any dude off the street. You're dealing with a professional training staff. Evan, you had rotator cuff surgery? Uh, I tore my rotator cuff, yeah. And okay. I, I, I was out. I, w- I had the surgery, and I was in rehab for I was in rehab for about four months. And it was, uh, I mean, like you said, I'm a regular average Joe off the street, mm-hmm. but, and, I, and I'm not training every day to, uh, to play football, but it's, it's an injury that takes time, and it lingers. It's, yes. it's something that you can't do regular exercises with. Like, even when I felt I was fully healed, I still couldn't do regular, like, sort of flat bench pressing on the, in the gym or anything like that. It's something that, like... You need to keep your arm in very particular spots. Yeah, and, and you're not going to get this soon 100%. You might be at 85%. You might be at 85% mobility, 85% strength. But but just know that he's working out the rest of his yeah. body. Like It's not like he's going to come in looking like Kelvin Benjamin, all sorts of overweight and out of shape, and have Cam Newton get all up it. By the way, <laughs> did you see that one? Oh, oh. <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin looked like he was about to get swung on. Does he look like a bitch? A little bit. A little uh, bit. He, 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 I, didn't, I, didn't think, I don't think Kelvin wanted the smoke. Oh, he didn't, he want, didn't the want the smoke. He, he kept on trying <laughs> to now, get do, away. now, do you know what Kelvin Benjamin said about Cam Newton before he went up to him like that? Not exactly. He said something in regards to like I heard Cam Newton's said, accuracy or something like that. And I like heard that. he said that uh, Drew Peterson, is it, throws mm-hmm. the best football that he's ever caught. I give Cam Newton credit. The guy not, who threw five interceptions in one. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a big Cam guy. Oh, Nathan Peter, Peter? Nathan Peterman. Yeah, That's yeah. what I was Nathan talking about. I'm not a big Cam guy, but I give him a lot of credit for, okay, you said this, and I'm going to come up and talk to you about it. Face-to-face like I'm, a man. I'm, I'm going to put my hands behind my back so, so I don't throw these hands, but I'm going to I'm I'm talk to you about it. Surprise, so, surprise! 
I get I give him a lot of credit. He and rolled he, up on like like he was like Britney Griner. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. He didn't want no smoke. That's okay, a, Brittany. That's a bad look, Benjamin. That's a bad look. Anyway, getting back to the rotator cuff surgery, going on that next man up scenario, if Alshon Jeffrey's not ready to go week one, week two, let's say even up to week three. Mm. Do you look for an outside receiver, Gail, or do you try to address it in-house? you got to address it in-house. But, you know, the one thing that's kind of concerning, Matt Collins has gotten all these reps with the first team. Uh, He hasn't really sparked in camp. You you know, a lot of of the beat writers were saying that they wanted to see more from him. Um, So he had that opportunity to, like, blow it off the – uh, you know, blow it out. Like I, I know Evan was saying, that's his, br- that's his guy. Yeah, that was. He was, put, yeah. he was putting yeah. up some. You were saying he was a breakout player. I thought, I thought he was gonna. Yeah. I, oh, we still got time. Still still got I know time. we do. We do. Hopefully, you know, he maybe he's a game time dude. Yeah. A game time player. But I, I think you, you know, you got Mike Wallace who's really been stepping it up. Uh, Mike Wallace is my, my guy this mm-hmm. season. I think he's gonna uh, put up some numbers. I mean, you have Nelson Aguilar. I mean, we do have some depth. Um, but Nelson Aguilar has been out. The last couple of practices as well. That is that is true. But even even still, as it is, if your wide receiver lineup is Mike Wallace, Nelson Aguilar, and Mac Collins on the outside, I'm still okay yeah. with that. And then you can go two tight end sets. And then you can go two tight end sets. You know? sets with uh, Zach Yak Ertz yeah. and one armed Goddard. Yep, Dirt. I now call him. Yeah. Uh, but the concerning part is, like, let's say Alshon is out week one, two, three, whatever it might be, if at all. Eleven better be in there. Yeah. Eleven better be. Do we got a sound clip of uh, Doug Peterson talking about eleven? We don't. We have no. Doug Peterson talking about a sound clip on Hackenberg on uh, of Hackenberg, oh, which was just a very curious, <laughs> like, okay, question, why Hackenberg? Yeah, why Hackenberg? Well, I mean, Carson Wentz is not going to be playing in any pre- preseason games. Uh, you don't want to put Nick Foles out there too much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Callahan, the camp arm, yep. didn't really perform too well. So uh, Hackenberg is another camp arm to compete with Callahan. Yeah, Wait. I, 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 I kind of saw, like, when, when Hackenberg was signed, people on the timeline saying, well, he's, he's a developmental guy. Maybe Doug Peterson he's, can kind of bring the quarterback. He is a crash yeah. test dummy. Uh, you know, maybe maybe they, they keep him and develop him. Maybe they trade him for a pick later on. Nah, bro, this guy is because so they don't have to look at the uh, the Suddy and yeah. Average Joe show it's, during the training camp period, and they put Christian Hackenberg to be a crash test tummy, dummy against uh, Jordan, you know, for Jordan Mulata. That's what I was going to say. And then in his first two throws... Uh, he got intercepted. <laughs> so he went two for six for 20 yards, zero touchdowns, and two interceptions. Now, we do have a Penn Stater in studio. Oh. So uh, how, do you, how do you feel about this, uh, this siding, my friends, Justin? Say it with your chest! I mean, I really like Christian Hackenberg as a player. Not in the NFL. I liked him in college, mm-hmm. obviously. And for beyond just his play. Like I like his personality. I like his morale. I like what he stands for. Not a mercy. Uh, <laughs> he's not going to be here in like four to six weeks. No, he's a rental. He's going to be. He's exactly what you said. A crash. I mean, he's he's week four against the Jets. That's why he's here. His oh, big, the his revenge big home game. game. <laughs> the, the, revenge the revenge game. game. <laughs> they drew first blood. <laughs> you know, they drafted me in the second round. I'll show them. 
Boy, the, boy, the Jets, man. How many mistakes have they made? I have made? his jersey, too. I have his Penn State jersey. Oh, not his Eagles. I have Cavill. Penn State jersey. Cavill. Of course. Yes, I mean, they drafted Bryce Petty as well. You know, they've been looking for Gino those quarterbacks. Geno Smith. Yeah. They've been, they, they've been just, just combing through. Do you they think, call him glass jaw Geno. Do, do you think um, Darnold went there, right? Sam yep. Darnold. Okay. Look, he looked good. He looked good. You think, I, I you thought think was, he's going to be the truth up there? Yeah, I thought that was the correct pick. I thought, I'm, And I'm glad that the Giants didn't pick Sam Darnold. Me too. You know what I'm saying. But then again, they and, do have Saquon, and he's got a little quad issue, right? He's got he's got got it wrapped up. Hamstring. Hamstring. Yeah. That's what I like to see. <laughs> oh, Gail, <laughs> savage, savage, right no, on. No, no, it's, it's yeah, a tender hamstring. Keep him out a couple games. Can, can, can Pract- I, practices. Can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. How how are you holding up, my friend, um, with the news that your estranged son? Uh, tore his ACL, <laughs> you know. Oh, down in Redskins. Trying to, how, how are you holding he was up? Trying with to that? make that paper for the whole family, you know. <laughs> <laughs> really upset. Uh, oh, I, we need some milk. No, we do need oh, some we milk. We should be laughing. We, we should do. not be laughing. I mean, we. It's funny because a lot of a lot of Eagle fans were in love with the idea of the Eagles drafting Darius Geis. Clear um, myself. And then he gets injured. Uh, you never like to see players get injured. I actually wanted to see him in like training camp and the preseason games. Um, but obviously, um, he won't be around. He'll be out for the, this season. Um, but that's tough. Tough for my family. <laughs> Working uh, Facebook Live today, we have our boy Philly Mike. Uh, if you're tuning in, make sure you tune in on Facebook Live. You see the entire show start to finish, even a little before and even a little after. Some behind-the-scenes stuff. So, Philly Mike, how are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. You know, we've been talking about injuries uh, for the beginning of the show. And one injury that has to come up is uh, Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham has been under the radar for me, so I don't know how you guys are feeling about that. If you guys are cautious about him starting in a few weeks, uh, it's just for me. I'm pretty concerned because I feel like he's not going to be starting for quite a few games if if he's been this much under the radar, especially through Twitter, from what I've seen. Yeah, I mean, you think about Brandon Graham, that guy logged the most snap, snaps out of the, all the defensive linemen, logged 65 percent of the snaps. Um, and you think about him coming in, he's not going to be in shape, so he's going to. He actually admitted that it's going to take him a while to get into game shape. So that could be two games. I don't think he's even showing up for practices at all, has he? He hasn't shown oh, up for he, the open practices. Was, he, was, he was actually practicing, like, warming up on the sidelines. But, like, to get into that game playing shape, that's a different beast. You know what I mean? Uh, he, he had the ankle surgery, so. Yeah. Yep. Lacey, that is a, a an excellent, like, Twitter poll question. Because you're kind of deep at both positions. You're talking about Brandon Graham, defensive end. We got a lot of defensive ends, right? A lot of guys that can fill in. You got Bennett there, so he can certainly fill in those shoes. Uh, maybe not play the run as well as Brandon Graham, but certainly you know be effective at the defensive end position. And then you got Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, deep at, I, I would like to say we're pretty deep at wide receiver. So while he is not you know, his build and his style and his body type and the 50-50 ball ability might be missed, what is what is the besides eleven? What's the biggest injury concern moving into the start of the season? Is it Brandon Graham missing time, or is it Alshon Jeffrey missing time? I'd be curious to see those results because they're two leader, they're two guys who you need to make that championship run, but two guys right now who are question marks to get in for the regular season. Who are we going to miss more if that time comes? Yeah, I mean, but also another guy we're not even talking about is Timmy Jernigan, who's out. Um, who missed, you know, he, he had, like, logged 48% of the snaps. Mm-hmm. Vinny Curry logged 56% of the snaps. So you're talking about, you know, replacing some guys, you know. Bo Allen played, uh, what, like, you, um, 
Do you have Barnett's percentage on there? Yeah, Barnett played 41% of the snaps. That'll so be hiked up. So you're, you're, you're asking, you know, Haloti Nada. You're asking Michael Bennett to actually contribute in different ways and, and step up, uh, especially on especially on rundowns. You really – that's the biggest key for our, this defense. I mean, we have, we have a, a lot of pass rushers that get, get those sacks in third and long, so we got to be strong against the run. Yeah, no doubt, especially if we don't even have Jernigan for a few games now too. He's yeah. going to be out for a little oh, while. He'll be out for a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we already knew, like, he is – we don't know how much time, if at all, Alshon's going to miss. We don't know how much time, if at all, uh, Brandon Graham's going to miss. We we knew Jernigan was going to yeah. was going to miss time. I still want to know what he what he did to hurt his back. Who know Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was he having sex? But uh, <laughs> this dude. Yes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> What's we up, got, Shirley? In studio. <laughs> <laughs> we got our dude um, Gary running out to the car right now. He is from the Philly Parade costume guys. He's the guy that basically reproduced Jason Kelsey's parade costume, and he's bringing it in studio as we speak. Oh. He's going to be here in a second with the parade costume. He also brought a couple hats. Mm. Now, this is going to be the official attire for the 4th and John home opener tailgate, <laughs> which, by the way, while Gary's getting that, we got a couple surprises coming up for the 4th and John tailgate. I would like to tell you about them. Number one, our dude Brennan. You might know him as the uh, hot dog is a sandwich man, okay? Uh. Hot take, but a correct take, okay? He is a professional actor. Right now, he's actually in two shows on stage. He came to me and said, E-Rock, I have the entire Jason Kelsey speech memorized, start to finish, mannerisms, tempo, and all. So we are in the process of actually building him a stage to put up on a truck tailgate. And you know me with the DJ equipment. I have the microphone. And the guys from Philly Parade Costume, he got one. Oh. So beard and all, parade costume and all, we're going to have a complete reenactment yeah. of Jason Kelsey's parade speech. So this tailgate's got quite a bunch of events oh. going on in it. It's like a yes. circus. Do you have a timeline? Do you have a schedule that, that An itinerary? ready to go? I, I yeah. show up <laughs> what time should I show you, up there? You better what time show up is, early. is this going on there, at? There, there is literally going to be like a show huddle meeting as soon as we set everything up to have like the time coordinated. Like this is happening at this time. This is happening. We are going to have an itinerary. And I, yeah. Justin tends to show up a little late. Yeah, you know, I, I drunk got it now. With a champagne <laughs> bottle with orange juice, hungover. Yeah, but with, that, a co- with a couple platters of food. That'll be yeah, good. Yeah, but stained th- th- to show this, this is this is this isn't a one o'clock game though. So so I'll be I'll be able to get there at a reasonable time. Those one o'clock games just too early for me. Yeah, that'll be exciting to see Brennan pop off with the Kelsey. But not only does he do Kelsey, he also does Merrill Reese. He does yeah. Merrill. This guy Reese is well. uh, multi-talented, and the guy grows a professional beard. And, so he, and he, for, does for E-Rock. The, uh, he does E Rock. He does. He did all. He did all of our um, impersonations. So we've got the jersey burning going on. We've got Brennan doing the full reenactment of Jason Kelsey's speech. We also got, and I just found him. You remember that guy, like, after the Eagles won the NFC Championship game, the guy that was out in Philadelphia with his shirt off with the bird mask on? Yep. Yeah, buddy. I found him. What? No way. And he's coming to the tailgate. How are you able to identify him? <laughs> <laughs> you throw it out to Twitter, and they find these yeah, people. That's right. Justin, is the too fucking easy guy coming? I, 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 what I am doing. Is this, is, we need everybody, here, all he, the characters. Here is my Too goal. Because easy. there have been a lot of uh, social media like figures, right? Oh, During the Eagles Super, he's, uh, I'm, I'm, he's next. 
uh, like the social media people, the, 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 the featured individuals that you saw on all the videos and everything, I'm trying to collect them like Pokemon, right? I'm trying to collect them all. <laughs> And just bring them to all to the tailgate, so you can get a picture with like, Jason Kelsey costume. You can get a picture with the dude with no shirt on with this his birds in the bushes. <laughs> the uh, Jason Kelsey with it, or I'm, I'm sorry, the guy with no shirt on with the birds mask on. I need somebody to reach out to the Go Birds kid. You know him. He, he randomly sent me a DM a couple months oh, ago. Oh, hitting your DMs. All Justin. he said to me was, "You don't get bent like me." Oh, bent, bent, bent. bent? You don't get bent, bent like me. I didn't know what to respond to him, so all I said back was "Go birds." So you have him? Yeah, yeah. You we have we his follow app. each other on, okay. on Twitter. So me, me him, and <laughs> whoever runs the Green Legion account had a really awkward conversation a couple months ago. Well, I get. Well, I, do, well, do tell. I, I well, the Go Birds kid. I guess he was just drunk at like two in the afternoon, <laughs> and just starts like adding me and the Green Legion account. And I thought it, I thought he would just was at, adding at me, so I just ignored it for a little bit until I saw the Green Legion starting to respond to him. So then I started responding as well. And all he kept wanting to do was compare who gets drunker, us or him. I'm gonna get real weird. Yeah, with really it. weird. Okay, okay. You, don't, so, you don't get so bent kid, like me, Justin. He's, he's also he's also quite young. Like and under, my under 21. Uh, I think so. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll try to get him to the tailgate. I, don't, I, I can't confirm that, but maybe. And if any of the Twitter followers out there have any special requests for, like, characters or somebody, hey, you should invite this guy to the tailgate, please let us know. Add us at 4th and John. Let us know. You get the guy that cuts the eagle's head into the hair? I got, I got to reach out to Dom the Barber. I'm sure Dom the Barber would be down. It's like I got to reach out to the guy who ran into the... The, the pole on the subway. Oh. I got to yeah. re- reach Yo, out to that. He, he, follows, he follows me on Twitter. He follows you? Yeah, yeah. All right, Gail, your project is g- going to be to get the subway guy. We're, we're going to form I've the I've got Avengers. no shirt, eagle head guy. <laughs> You're going to get eagle go fans. birds guy. Go birds guy. And <laughs> All right, so th- so, th- so this right here is the Philly Cots. So I'm going to start trying this guy's on, so you guys take the conversation. All right, this is cool, man. Wow. That- yeah, uh, that's, that's the just looking at the costume, I'm going to describe it. I mean, uh, it's just beautiful. Okay, I mean, uh, it's this green, luscious green. It it's, looks authentic it's, as to what he, he was wearing that day. Oh, man, those are some E-Rock, what are you wearing? pants you got there, pal. <laughs> what are you wearing, e so, 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 Gary, tell me how you came up with the idea for this, uh, how long this has been in production, where people can get it, and uh, how quickly you can get it for people. Because, I mean, the season's right around the corner. The season's right around the corner. I'm here tonight to break the news that the costumes are in. They will begin shipping first thing tomorrow morning. So any um, orders that are placed at phillyparadecostume.com will ship within 48 hours of the order being received to our offices. We ship right right here out of our... Our office in New Jersey, so to the local area, you'll probably ha- it's a very small shipping cost, and uh, you'll have it in time for the opener. Um, you know, we when we saw the parade, this goes like this, by the way. That right? goes like that. that goes yep. Like that right yep. So we saw the parade last year. Obviously, everyone who didn't see the parade, yeah, it's crazy. And when Mr. Kelsey stepped up to that podium and just brought the house down, rocked the world. He brought the house down. You know. Being a local uh, costume manufacturer here in South Jersey, we said, we've got to have the rights to do that. So we went and we, you know, we searched out and 
the gentleman who made the mummer suit, who owns the rights to the costume. We partnered. We partnered up with him. Um, you know, it's fully. It's all on the up and up. You know, so. And uh, we worked with him. He signed off on the look of the costume. And uh, we think it's something every single fan needs. Who the fuck fuck is this asshole? asshole? (laughs) How do I I look? It looks good, right? That that looks great. You are the embodiment of what we are looking for in this costume. You know, when when I heard what you were doing in the springtime and you said, this is what I need to do. This is, I mean... This, this in, a, in, in, our, in our office, when we were putting the marketing meetings together and stuff like that, we said, this costume is for Joe Tailgate, Joe Parking Lot. And You're looking at him. <laughs> and, you, and this is the group. And at your tail, I mean, we, we need to get every single person in this costume. You know, you log on, phillyparadecostume.com. Three more of those bad boys. It's offered now. <laughs> now, we offer it in three different styles. Matter of fact, I have something for all of you guys. Oh, oh, we got oh, more gifts. You brought enough for the rest gifts. of the class. You brought presents. <laughs> hey. oh, oh, here's man. the hats. And the brand is even Rasta and Pasta. That couldn't get more up your alley, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, bro. So, got gifts for you guys. Oh, my God. This is oh. awesome. Oh, hell yeah. Thank so, we you. do offer it in three different styles. We'd sell the hat alone, which is, one, which is our entry-level price point. I'll tell you, it's $25 for the hat alone. So you don't have to go full costume. You, you don't have to go hat. full costume. Okay. The middle range is just the hat and the jacket. Okay. We think we thought we needed a range where if somebody wanted to wear it into the game, okay, you wear the hat, your jacket, you probably need a place for your keys and your wallet and stuff like that. So maybe you're um, you're wearing your own jeans, shorts, whatever time of the year it is. And then that that you're wearing is our full deluxe costume, you know, the, the deluxe model. The deluxe model. The Halloween model, if you will. Right. You know, um, the you, you've heard of the running of the Santas in the, in Philly. Yes, sir. You know, we want to see the running of the Kelseys running. at some point <laughs> during the season in the parking lot. Fire! Fire! So you call fire, it the Rasta Impasta? Is that what it says on there? So that is uh, that's Rasta. our parent company where we just you know manufacture Halloween costumes and you know um, things like the hot dog costume and. The banana costume and a bunch of so that's this you know uh, we so started Bre- this. Brennan has contacted you before. Yes, oh, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bre- Bre- Brennan was on that. Yeah. Brennan, you better believe Brennan was on um, that. You know, one of the things I should have brought with us that we we've done in the past is the famous Philly cheesesteak hat. Ooh. So you guys would I'll have to get you a couple of those che- of our cheesesteak hats. Well, please tweet us the entire line of of I what you got going on. Because I would definitely do that. I'm sure. But right now, you know, outside of the main Halloween business, which you know is outside of just the months leading up to Halloween, this is our focus. You know, we've been working on this basically since the end, the day this, the day after the parade. Um, you know, and our first. Our first shipment of costumes, the truck literally pulled up in Runnymede this afternoon with, you know, up to a thousand costumes. Oh, wow. wow. So, so get them. Get them before yeah, the I mean, they Listen, we, th- we can't wait to see the parking lots filled with them come uh, that first Thursday night in September. Uh, they just, it's, it's the item. It's the must-have item for the year. Yeah. I know when you're rich, motherfucker. <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks so thanks so much for Pre- this costume, yeah, and I hope to see you at the tailgate. I hope you're we gonna are be gonna at work, the tailgate. We are going to try to get there. You know? Absolutely, you, you, you're um, better. 
you we'll, better. We'll chat about gonna, that, but yeah. we are definitely going to try to get there and, you know, come pregame, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we'd love to see see what you guys have planned. <laughs> you know, I did read this week that, that one of you guys are going to be reenacting the uh, – the speech. The yep. Speech. Yeah. yeah. You know, boy and, Brennan. And in this I costume. I think you guys did a wonderful thing raising money for the zero, uh, the zero jersey. Now that's... we just need to save some money to get some more tax to hold that damn thing up there. <laughs> yeah, no, but no, that's no what you guys did there, working with the Giants fan and just raising the money for the great for the great charity was was phenomenal. And uh, you know, the other thing is we'll be selling them on site uh, next Saturday. Okay. At the ninety-seven-five Fan Fest. Awesome. So, if you want to come and buy a hat, we'll be hat. We'll have everything for sale there. I think we'll be there as well. Yeah, they, so yeah, we're going to we'll that. Definitely stop by our our booth and we'll uh, we'll take some pictures. We we, we might we might we might even wear this just the model to, I, to, to be to be a couple models so, so people can see Listen, exactly what it looks like. Hey, this is this is the must have item of this coming up season, and uh, you guys look wonderful in it. You know, we had it up. Um, the guys at the mon- at the morning show had it uh, up in ninety seven five, and they loved it, and they look good in it, and uh, we're excited about it. We think we think it's time for, you know, the fans really get it, and if there's a market that this was ever made for, it's this is, this is it. It's this to is celebrate. It. That first tailgate is going to be an absolute celebration, and there's no better way than to cop one of these costumes, come wear it to the tailgate one more time. What is, where can they find it? phillyparadecostume.com. Um, we're in stock. We're ready to ship. Come get it. You know, orders are, are going to be shipping out within 48 hours of when you place your order. So you'll absolutely have it in time for the first game. And if you want to wear it for any of the rest of the preseason games, absolutely. But, you know, we're, we're real excited to see, to see everyone in it. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate hey, you stopping in. Yeah, well, I'm going to wear this for the rest of the show. <laughs> I feel like it looks good. I feel like a champion right now. I feel like uh, I've eaten breakfast, so I'm not fucking pissed off, and uh, I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'm feeling sexy. Yeah. I'm feeling Jason Kelsey sexy right now. Uh, we got Rick Berger on the line, too. He's got an event coming up for the Philadelphia Sports Museum that we wanted to touch on real quick. Rick, you there, buddy? Yep, I'm here, man. Yo, I need one of those Kelsey costumes for the museum. Oh. I need that guy's info. That is classic. I love it. Awesome, man. We just went live on Periscope with it, too, so you can check it out there. Absolutely. How are you guys doing, Eric Gale? How was uh, how was Canton? Canton. I need to know. I, uh, I wish a, I could have made it. That was a life changing experience. Awesome. I tell you, like uh, I know you're the history buff, but uh, you know, being out there, uh, I was shedding tears. Like it was crazy just seeing all the history football. So, so you got you got an event coming up re- uh, pretty soon at Chickies and Pete's, right? To, to help uh, help spread the good word about the Philadelphia Sports Museum. Is that correct? Absolutely. So August 28th, um, we have Freddie Barnett, Willie T, and Bill Berge coming out to South Philly Chickies to help us kick off the 2018 season and spread the word about the museum. Um, I tried to pick a couple of my favorite childhood eagles, which would be Freddie and Willie T. And uh, our co-founder, Lou, said we got to get Bill Berge there. And um, so we put it together and you know, it's going to be a great event for the fans. We're also going to be giving away uh, two tickets to that home opener you were just Ooh, referencing. So okay. um, somebody uh, in the house will have two tickets to the uh, opener when they raise the banner against the Falcons. And uh, it should be a great time. That's awesome. And where can they go to get tickets to this event? 
the museumofsports.org is our website, and a $75 ticket will get you open bar, a couple autographs, and, um, and some food for the evening. So the museumofsports.org, and they can follow me on Twitter at museumrick, M-U-S-E-U-M-R-I-C-K, and all the info will be there. All right, buddy. We appreciate you checking in and, and, and letting us know about the event. Hopefully, we'll see you there, my friend. And looking forward to this Museum of uh, Philadelphia yeah, Sports opening up. That's an exciting thing. He talked about kicking off the season, and as always, when, when kicking off the season, one of the first things that happens is the episodes of Hard Knocks start rolling out, right? And this year, it's with the Cleveland Browns. Gail, have you seen? I, I know the episode is tonight. It might actually be playing now. I don't know I if it's on at 9 I believe the second one airs tonight. The second one airs tonight. Did you happen to catch the first one? I caught some of it. I caught some. I fell asleep I through half eye. of it. I, I, I actually loved the uh, Jarvis Landry uh, speech. Really? I did. You loved the Jarvis Landry speech? Yeah. Well, here's the, here's the thing with Hard Knocks, or at least the way I see it for, 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 for this one. We, I always, I, I've seen every single Hard Knocks since its inception, right? And all besides the Dallas Cowboys episodes, you start to... I don't know. You don't become a fan of the team, but you grow a sort of affection for the the team and the players because you see guys that you really wanted to make the squad make the squad, or you see jerk offs that were on the team like get cut or maybe move to another team. And when you watch them play, you're like, oh, I remember that guy from Hard Knocks. And then you start to see like all the rah rah speeches from the coaches. It's completely forgetting that there's 31 other teams there that are getting rah rah speeches much much of the same degree. And you start to see the players start riling up other players and really trying the hard, forgetting that there's 31 other teams out there that are doing the exact same thing. So I always fall into this trap of thinking like, okay, this team's going to be good, whether it be Tampa Bay last year or the Falcons a year before that or when the Kansas City Chiefs come around or, 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 or did it, when the New York Jets did it. And you kind of forget that there is a reason why this team is on Hard Knocks. is because they breached all the qualifications to suck enough to be on Hard Knocks and then go on to suck during that season. I have never seen such a dumpster fire from episode one as the Cleveland Browns Hard Knocks <laughs> episode. You just touched on it, the Landry speech. That's just one little aspect of that show. And to be honest with you, man... I don't even feel like your brand new wide receiver that was paid a boatload of money to come in should be talking to your locker room. Like, I respect the speech, but you shouldn't have to talk to the rest of your room like they should be practicing and not fake an injury. I think think you do, though. I think think at the end end of the day, the the cameras are there, but that, that speech is meant for that room. And obviously a guy who... Hones his craft and practice. You got to think him and Odell are, are boys, and these guys do the, do their thing in, in the off season, and it, that's like where the LSU together. yeah, that's where they hone their craft. And, and obviously, he is he's seen something in that locker room. You think about Josh um, Gordon's not there. He's supposed to be that big number one receiver. He's not there. They just traded away their first round pick, Corey uh, Coleman. So I mean, he's he must see something in that locker room where he's. He's not getting what he wants. And if you're a player and you see that, that is one of the most frustrating things. And I think setting the tone as they they might need a leader in that locker room, uh, even though he's a new guy, you know, if he shows his his uh, work ethic on the field, it, it, it's, it's okay for him to speak up. 
But 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 setting the t- do, does the, the tone shouldn't even need to be set that play play the clip because this it's tone fucking contagious. This tone should not fucking practice. Fucking practice. You can't get no better. Ain't nobody gonna get better by being on the fucking sideline if you ain't fucking hurt. If you're not fucking hurt, you gotta fucking practice. Because you make other motherfuckers work even fucking harder. Now they had more fucking risk of getting hurt because you don't want fucking practice because you're being a bitch. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm amped right now. Put me in, coach. But I'm fired up, bro. I appreciate the message, but does that really need to be said? It like, does. Really? It does. You've been Please in a locker room. Yeah. <laughs> You've been in a locker room where, where, where people, you think there's anybody on the Eagles right now standing up in front of that locker room making that kind of speech? Because I don't think they have to. You got champions in our locker room. You have a, a culture that's been set forth by guys like Darren Sproles who are, you might not hear a word out of Darren Sproles in, in press conferences or anything else, but he sets a tone in practice. And so when younger guys see the older guys setting the tone, that's, that's, where, that's where it begins. Justin. I mean, you're talking about a team that has won one game in the last 24 months. Yeah. I mean, is Jarvis, I mean, I don't know the Browns roster that well, but is Jarvis Landry their most accomplished player? On the he's, roster, he's they they pay for players. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they pay for they, they, they yeah. pay for that. Yeah, I mean, it almost falls upon him that he has to say this to come into this situation. He's by default the team team leader, team captain. Now you're not going to get your rookie Baker Mayfield up there to say that. Like you said, Josh Gordon's not around, and he's missing. He, can't, he couldn't yeah, even I, step in and say something. I, like I, I, I guess what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to I mean, communicate is Tyrod Taylor going to be that guy? I was about to say Tyrod Taylor of anybody. But, but, but I, I, I appreciate the <laughs> message. It's just weird to have to see a guy stand up in front of his locker room and call the rest of the room out for not practicing. That's, that's but, normal, though. But that's but normal. To, it's put, normal to, to play the devil's is, advocate, if if you had seen something in your locker room, if he had seen something in his locker room that he was generally displeased with, and he doesn't like, he doesn't want that sort of mentality going forward into the season. It's what should he have done in alternative? I, 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 no, 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 no. I, I think I, I, I think bro. no. I think you're confusing the message. I think, you're, I think you're confusing what I'm trying to communicate here. Is not that uh, I don't think it was necessary or that he shouldn't have done it. It's just a shame that he has to do it because that sort of locker room yeah. is like that. That's Cleveland. whereas it right, that, that's Cleveland, and that's just one small aspect of the show. There, mm-hmm. I mean, you got Hugh Jackson who a lot of Eagles fans stand for mm-hmm. when it was time to pick uh, the head coach and missed out and got Doug Peterson instead. Oh, we should have got Hugh Jackson. You've got his assistant coaches, Todd Haley and Greg Williams, known assholes. Todd Haley is the biggest asshole offensive coordinator in the NFL. you got Greg Williams, the guy who basically got Sean Payton suspended for a year for Bounty Gate, and they're in the, in the meeting room. This is episode one we're talking about. And they are telling Hugh Jackson, like, uh, Hugh, they won't even look at him. They're just talking to the ceiling, saying, Hugh, these players are not practicing uh, because they're quote-unquote injured. They need to be on the field. And then Hugh Jackson rattles off on this, well, if you don't like it, tough shit. This is my ship. I'm going to do it the way I want, which I respect. But you've got your – already you've got your top assistant coaches telling you that this is headed in the wrong direction, literally – Episode one. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. And then on top of that, his his brother and his mother passed away. Yeah, and that poor guy. I mean, I mean he, that's crazy. On top of that, that everything else. Yeah, he he he's about to crumble like wet toilet paper. I mean, like I I don't if I if that were to happen to me, I don't know how I would function. Right. Uh, I don't know how he's functioning. 
But that's just another added layer to really just watching this episode. Baker Mayfield bought himself an RV and parked it in the complex <laughs> so he could have a private space and then has another rookie quarterback stock it with water and, and snacks just right. Otherwise, they break his balls. Yeah. Like, I, I, think, I think Baker Mayfield, uh, he's f- infusing that team with some confidence. That kid does not lack confidence. Uh, I think, you know, it's a good look on that part. Uh, but uh, no, going back to the receiving group, Antonio Callaway, which is one of their, um, you know, they, he, he was a risky pick in college. He, you know, he basically didn't play his last year because he had problems with weed and there was an issue where there was a a rape in a, in a car of some sort, Jesus and, and he said he said to the cops, "I was so high that it couldn't have been me." So I mean, I was so high <laughs> it couldn't have. So been this me. guy Antonio Callaway just got stopped recently, like a week ago, with weed in the car. This is the reason he got kicked out of Florida. Like he he's got all the talent in the world, just a head case. But that's the kind of guys that you have in your locker room. But it's even weirder than that because. You know Josh Gordon is in your locker room. Why would you bring in a guy who's had a history with weed problems into the locker room with Josh Gordon and then bring a hard knocks into the issue? That that's It, it, it just looks like a dumpster fire from day one. I, can, I have the DVR'd. I know I get home kind of late from this show. I can't wait. To, I'm going to stay up till 3 in the morning and watch it because I can't wait to see. I've never seen a hard knocks like start off on such a piss-poor foot. And it's like, is this team even going to win a game, dude? It's funny because I, I, it's weird because I, I actually root for the Browns in the sense that I, I, their, their, their fan base is so diehard that you want to see them start winning games, uh, and I think they deserve to win games. Um, Look at you! Look at you! You know, so it's Rooting you know for the Browns. I, I need, I, I, I need to see some wins from them. You know, speaking of winning games, I'm not sure you guys saw. It was all over Twitter today that Bud Light was doing like a promotion or advertising ordeal. If the they were set out 11 Bud Light fridges around Cleveland, just so if, all right, so if the Cleveland Browns won one game, they went one game. They locked all these 11 refrigerators that were all around Cleveland. If they win one game. Any fan that's around that refrigerator gets a free beer. Just if the Browns win one game. Well, that's an, and all these fridges are locked, promotion. chain locked. Justin, the, the, the beer coolers are distributed at, at random bars throughout the city of Cleveland. So if you're at one of the bars that have that beer cooler when they win the game, the lock comes off and all the beer in there is free. That's crazy, man. If, if they win a game. If they win a game. If they win a game and one of those beer coolers gets unlocked, I need somebody in Cleveland to save a beer for Shorty 40. Show it him. Show it him. You can find him cruising across the intersections on a motorized scooter, not giving a single shit whether he gets run over. He has a giant license plate on his uh, wheelchair. motorized wheelchair yeah. that says Shorty 40. Yeah. Please give that man a beer because he was a classic when we were out there in Cleveland. Man. I mean, they need some dubs in there, man. They, I mean, you know, they, that, that franchise has been through so much. I mean, they got their franchise taken away. I mean, this is the franchise that got rid. They fired Bill Belichick. Come on. And had their, and had their team move and everything. Baltimore wins a Super Bowl with part of their roster. And it speaks to more how lucky it is. I can't believe I'm saying this. It still shocks me. How lucky we are to be Eagles fans. You know what I mean? Because there was a point in time where we were looking at Hugh Jackson. He should be the coach of the Eagles. You look at the first episode of Hard Knocks, you're like, absolutely fucking not. No, I wouldn't want him anywhere near the Novacare complex. Adam Gase 
was another one. Which, again, we were the benefactory of having, a beneficiary of having him decide that, um, you know, Jay Ajayi didn't fit the locker room culture down there and decided to send him our way for a a fourth round pick. Did he also, um, was he instrumental in the whole taking Byron Maxwell off our hands as well? Yes, he was. Thank you for that. And And Kiko. And Kiko. See you later. And the double jump to get Carson Wentz. So it just speaks again how lucky we are as Eagles fans to not have the kind of locker room where somebody needs to stand up, especially a guy who just got there and needs to stand up and address the, uh, the, the, the entire wide receiver group because they're not practicing or trying hard. Uh, it, it's, it speaks to how lucky Man. we are that we didn't get Gase or anybody else. Imagine, I mean, imagine if they drafted Wentz. Shout out to my boy Matt Trapati. He's a, he's a huge Cleveland Brown fan. He to- he was in uh, Indianapolis during the, the the combine. He was watching watching the whole thing go down. He's like, dude, I'm in the stands right now watching Carson Wentz. This guy is the next level. I'm telling you, I don't care if he's from North Dakota or not. He's like, the Browns got to take him. The Brown they, they will. He's like, Carson Wentz will change uh, this whole franchise. And he's like crying. Basically, he wants them to draft him. And then we, and then he becomes an eagle, and he's like, "Dude, I cannot believe you guys got Carson Wentz." And here we are. And here we are. And here we are. We dodged the bullet with Gase. We dodged the bullet with uh, the Browns head coach. We dodged the bullet with uh, getting what they didn't think was a top twenty quarterback in the league. We dodged <laughs> the bullet with getting rid of Byron Maxwell. By the way, you saw that you know the Miami Dolphins were interested in shopping around for a cornerback. They must see Howie Roseman's call come through and be like, I'm not picking up this phone. <laughs> I, <laughs> am, ring. I am absolutely positively not picking up this phone. All right, we're going to get to the uh, Mike's favorite segment of the show, and that is the Twitter question. So go ahead and take it away, Mike. All right, let's do it with our good buddy, brother Frank. He says, what's something about the upcoming season you're excited to see? Repeat as Super Bowl champs. I think that's, that's an easy <laughs> one. Um, I, I'm, re- I'm really just excited to see uh, the development of all the players that have come into camp. I uh, Every year we uh, we look forward in camp in previous years. We want to know who's going to be the guy that takes us to the next level. We've already been to the next level, so I want to see who is going to continue to, uh, to contribute to the team. I'm not ex- only excited for this year. I'm excited for really to see the glimpses of the future that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Because after this year, we're going to have some people walk away. Chances are we're going to have a J.H.I.E. walk away. Yeah. Get a comp pick for it. But I want to see Corey Clement. No. I'm on the Josh Adams train, big time, dude. I'm a jo- I'm caping for that dude. Naked hard. for Josh Adams. I'm naked. I'm moist gang for Josh Adams yes. right now. I want to see that guy on the roster. You know, d- chances are Darby's not going to get re-signed here in Philadelphia. How does Sid the Kid fill in? You know what I mean? Yeah. How does he look? Can he fill in on that outside role once Darbs leaves? Uh, and Nick Foles. You know, now you got Sudfeld in the back, backup quarterback situation. So I'm I'm curious. I'm excited to not only go on this journey that's nothing above the repeat and try to you know defend the crown but also to see the young players gel together and have a good feel for how long that window is going to be kept open where we can start to build that d word if it so happens knock on wood dynasty i'm excited for uh doug peterson's uh, progression as a head coach his creativity was ridiculous in the playoffs i want to see where he takes that from from you know from there because, um, you know, every, everybody was going back and seeing what Doug Peterson did last year. I was like, dude, what? he was like on steroids. Uh, so seeing what he, what he's going to do, uh, I'm pretty excited about that. And just, and just kind of to piggyback off of that one, too, this team was challenged 
in every way, shape, and form last year. You know, from the, from the next man up mentality to, to having key players going down to losing in Kansas City to losing out in Seattle uh, to losing Carson Wentz, the MVP candidate, to then having to uh, you know develop. Uh, you know Nick Foles and kind of tailor the offense to him and getting that for and then and then making that try. They've been challenged on and off the field in every single way. This is a brand new challenge. Going back to the intro, you know, embrace the target. Targets on your back now. Yeah. You've got to embrace the challenge of being champions. How do you handle that kind of pressure? You think well because they've handled every other scenario so well. How do you handle being on top and everyone trying to knock you off that pedestal? I think Doug's got to keep up the aggression and to stick with that. I got, I got a quick question for you guys. What it, We knew Doug was aggressive on fourth down last year. So if you could put a roundabout number or even say whether he's going to be more or less aggressive than he was last year on fourth down, do you think he goes for it more percentage-wise on fourth down? I know it's situational. I, mean, I don't even think if the analytics guy is in his ear and says, you know, go ahead and do it, you know, if the numbers are there, you, you, you do it. I think he's going to be aggressive. Plus, you got to take into consideration via the analytics or whatever it might be the fact that you got a shaky punter. Dude's got a cannon, but if you're on your 45 or 40 and you're asking this guy to pin him inside the 10. Bro, he just kicked an 80 yard punt yeah, last week. Yeah, but not week, every, bro. Punt, every punt isn't bro. 80 yards. Every punt isn't 80 Longest yards. That's punt all in great the, when it's, uh, when it's in fourth the preseason, and though. That's great when it's fourth and 15 <laughs> and you're on your own 35 yard line. What if you're on your own 45 yard line and you've got fourth and six? And you're not confident that your punter can pin them inside the 10, so it might come out to the 20. Really, how big of a swing and field position is that? And then so you, you got 11 to take it for you. You got, you got 11 to keep the ball moving. Down but then the you got. But then you got Donnie Jones on speed dial. Doe. 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 Rag and all. Next. Uh, <laughs> next Twitter question. Next question is from uh, Calac Mac 15. It says biggest surprise player this year. Biggest surprise player this year. I'm going Mike Wallace. Everybody's sleeping on Mike Wallace. I think he's been burning our players, whether it be Jalen Mills, whether it be Russell Douglas once a week or twice a week. Um, that's, a, that's an upgrade over Torrey Smith. I think he'll be a little bit more consistent, and he's going to open up this offense a little bit more. I don't know who, to, who it's going to be, but I know what position I want to see a surprise player at. That's weak side linebacker. You know, uh <laughs> Uh, Gruiser Hill, yeah. you know, is it going to be him? Is it going to be Nate Gary? I need one of those guys to be better than Michael Kendricks. That, or, or at least just as good. And I know they don't, like, I, th- I think the weak side linebacker, as it, as it typically was last year, saw the field like something like 30%, yeah. between 30 and 40% of the time. But I need whoever that is to play better than Michael Kendricks. Because I almost think that maybe the reason why they weren't that that weak side linebacker wasn't in that much is because much like Trox, Michael Kendrick got lost in the bushes sometimes. You know, didn't didn't know where he was going. So you've saw you, I, I saw during the preseason some packages where they moved, you know, uh, Malcolm Jenkins down uh, into like a linebacker position. I want that solidified. I want that to be a pleasant surprise that whoever's going to fill that role is going to be the dude. All right, so we got another question from Steve Gasky, 36. He says, name a surprise player to be traded from the Eagles. 
Do you think Darby gets moved this year at all? Nah. No. Uh, at this point, no. no. You know, something that's interesting is actually seeing how Avante Maddox has actually been getting first-team reps in the slot the last three practices. Yeah. So that either means they're, they're trying to see something, see if he gels in that, in that role to put potentially, potentially maybe trade somebody. Because if they, if they can get Avante solidified in that slot, that means Sidney Jones could be out there. And, but I, I, don't, I really don't want to trade anyone, though. You know, something, something you got to think about when you talk about these players that's on the last year of their contract is they are going to be playing up to last year of contract level, right? And then when they do move on and they do get signed, in come the comp picks. That's one of the reasons why you don't necessarily trade players because you know they're going to be playing in that contract year they're going to be playing their asses off. And in the case of Nick Foles, you know you got a third-round comp pick coming. Yeah. In, in, a, in, a, in a Jay Ajayi, you might have a fourth-round comp pick coming for him. In, in a case like Darby, you might have another fourth round. So you've got a way, okay, do we keep Darby and let him play out his contract, knowing full well he's going to play his balls off because he wants to get that paper, yeah. and then get the comp pick as opposed to trade him now and get, like, what are you really getting for Darbs? Third round pick. I mean, if you're trying to like, if, if you're trying to put teams in a fleecing type situation, I think that's where Howie's at. Like, he's like, I'm gonna fleece you. I'm not. I'm not getting value. I'm gonna fleece you. But you only got one fleece piece on this roster. Yeah. That's Nick Foles. And unless somebody's goes down, you are gonna keep that fleece piece and then collect the comp pick, the third round comp pick when he goes and moves on. Uh, another guy. Just get back to the cornerbacks real quick. I feel like we overlook a lot. What do you, What do you think Russell Douglas's impact is gonna be on this team this year? That's the that's the guy. I mean, he, he he's a good depth player, but I think he's had an inconsistent camp. I think you'd like to see him. You know, he'll he'll get a pick here and there. He had a pick last week, yeah. um, but then he'll get you know beat deep, and, yeah. and, and we saw that um, in preseason. But um, we want to see more consistency consistency out of him. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it for the Twitter questions. I got one Facebook question. All right, let's do it. All right, it's been a real popular question on here. Everybody's wondering who is going to be burning the jersey at the home opener. I am so glad you brought that up because I have it here in my notes, and I forgot to mention up when I went off on that little tailgate tangent. Uh, so we don't have anybody right now at the moment. We do not have anybody. Kyle Brandt. While we were out in Ken, we had a moment to talk with him, and he politely declined the offer to burn the jersey. Reason being, and completely understandable, is that he goes, guys, you got to understand, I'm down for it. I'm gonna. Kyle Brandt's going to be at the tailgate, by the way. That's another guest list checkoff you can do. Kyle Brandt's going to be at the tailgate. But he's like, you got to understand, I got 32 bosses, and those are the 32 league owners. So if the Giants all of a sudden call me up and say, dude, bro, what the are you doing burning one of our jerseys at an Eagles tailgate? It's a bad look on him, right? Completely understandable. So, Twitter, do you think we're open for suggestions? If you know somebody, yeah, make sure you at them. Yes, at them on Twitter. Whether it's an ex Eagles player, whether it be somebody who was an integral part of the Super Bowl run, whether it be a season ticket holder who's 100 years old who has been there forever and is just like, fuck it, I'm going to go out in a blaze of glory. And literally got Jim Gardner's at. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe if you uh, got a gold jacket a couple weeks ago in Canton. Right, right. Maybe. We're number 20. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're open for suggestions, and uh, we would certainly take anybody who could. Who do you got, man? Do you know the gentleman who's known as Helmet Head, the priest? 
Helmet Head the Priest. No, I do not. He's a longtime fan, and uh, I can put you in touch with him. He's, I mean, okay. he goes back to the days of Franklin Field. Oh, but he's a priest. He's a priest down in South Jersey. He married my wife and I. So, so there might be a there he's, might be a conflict of interest. Mike, yeah. Mike, Matt, Father Mike Matt Vinko. Uh, so Father Mike, uh, there might be a conflict of interest there because uh, I wear a pope hat or a bishop's miter. And so I'm not sure that having we, we've had this conversation where I had to basically uh, fool the Roman Catholic Church it's into a sending it's a Pope Anik, it's a Bishop Anik. So I had I had to basically fool the Roman Catholic Church into giving me or selling me a bishop's mitre. Look at and this I'm, dude. And I'm not sure the father would condone any of the things that are happening. So maybe 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 not. He separates the church and the parking lot. There you go. Well. Uh, Good for him. You, in that case, you were definitely going to have to uh, get me in contact with that gentleman. So if anybody anybody uh, on Twitter um, has any suggestions, we are certainly open. Oh, shit. Where did Brennan go? Brennan's gone. Okay. No, no problem. I guess we're going to wrap up the show. Before, before we leave, uh, we want to let you know that our show before the uh, season opener, right, on that Tuesday, Tuesday the 4th, is going to be a large show of a lot of the Wildfire Sports family. It's going to be taking place in Fieldhouse in Philadelphia. We are going to have a live remote show to celebrate the kickoff of the season. Uh, We're going to be there with Philly Says Go, everybody else. It's going to be awesome. Please come out. And uh, I think I'm going to wear this costume again, Gary, phillyparadecostume.com. I think I'm going to wear the costume and do the whole show at the Fieldhouse. Come out, hang out with 4th and John, get ready for the beginning of the season, and let's bring it home, boys and girls. E-N-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to Fourth and John. Wait, what the <laughs> fuck is a John anyway? No shit, I got a lozenge, bitch. Let's talk about these Eagles fans. Hallelujah! Because you've been a bitch! And my fuse is lit! Alright, uh, let's regroup here. Let's regroup. Um, or donkey. <laughs> fuck it. We just won the fucking Super Bowl, you jaw motherfucker! I'm gonna get real weird with it. Hey, Dallas! What my man Jay and John just said. Fuck you! No shit, I got a lozenge, bitch. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live 
bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.